Uh, we have Neil Rosen in the house. In the house, Mr. Rosen. With, with Toto. Toto. Oh. Toto in hand. How are you? Hell, thank this you. This dog, Toto, this one right here was actually owned by Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> He's 23 years old, and uh, when Elvis got a little too heavy to chase women and always started buying dogs, and this was the last dog that he bought, and I bought it from Colonel Parker three years ago <laughs> for a can of Spam. <laughs> so, um, Toto... <laughs> What's new, guy? Uh, hey, see you, Neil. Oh, man. Always a hard bargain, that Colonel. Yeah, really. Okay. Hey, so that this is the total that's, that's playing in the in the in the show. Yeah, this is the Toto who's gonna be in Wizard of Oz starting Thursday, and uh, he's been trained for this role, and. Uh, so far, he doesn't come, he doesn't sit, he doesn't lie down, but he knows how to dig a hole. <laughs> he won't be real like, nice on the stage of the Frauenthal. He won't he's like. going to try and do that on the Frauenthal stage. He's going to dig a hole. and uh, He won't wait on Captain Kangaroo's leg or anything, will he? No, but he's no. waiting on Neil's leg right now. <laughs> <laughs> but he's supposed, to, uh, he's supposed to eat a sausage that... Uh, that uh, Professor Marvel, who's one of the characters the captain plays, he's got to steal that sausage, so we haven't tried that yet. Okay, all right. Now, now this, this dog is trained by who? This dog is trained. Uh, we brought in a, a dog trainer from uh, Milwaukee, and uh, he's been working with him for about 11 weeks. And the, the, and, beer, the uh, beer obviously helps. That's right. Right, he gets a little... <laughs> About eight ounces of beer a day, and uh, he's uh, he's feeling and good. Any spam at all or no? No, no, no. We don't oh, feed him ooh, that crap. Does he yeah. <laughs> is any beer he prefers? You know, any favorite beers he has? He like he likes Heinekens. <laughs> I'm not touching that. I'm not touching that one. Oh, I'm not Now the world goes round. We were talking a little bit to to Bill about it. Now he he said he saw it twice now, and he wants to see it a third time again. He said it's really a marvelous it's a great show yeah it's two, today at two and eight two shows and uh the five perf uh, actors are just wonderful and it's very different it's a lot of music that people will sit oh i didn't realize that uh canner and ebb who are the uh music uh writer and lyricist wrote like cabaret in new york new york and a lot of others and it's it's done in a different way, and uh, I think it's a change for us after Sound of Music, which is a book musical and Singing in the Rain, a book musical. This is uh, done in a different form, and it's, it's very good. Okay, now we know who Dorothy is. And we know who Kate, who, who does a wonderful job mm -hmm. always. Now, did, did, did I know Kate used to do Civic Theater before? Now, did you discover her with Civic, or did you discover her some other house? Some other um, I mean, she's, she's excellent. She's great, yeah. I think when she was about 11, she came and auditioned for Gypsy. Okay. And, uh, but I, you know, I know, yes, she's worked with Judy Johnson at MCT. I don't remember ever seeing her in anything prior to that. Okay. And she has since... Uh, 
um, worked in Grand Rapids, and she, as you know, was in little part in Sleepless in Seattle, the mm -hmm. movie. Right. And uh, I think she has a good chance of getting to Broadway. Okay, I, I think you're right. Mm -hmm. Now, um, as far as the captain goes, we, we tried to bribe Bill to get the captain's number, but he wouldn't give it to us. So oh. is there any way that possibly you can arrange it that maybe possibly the captain can give us a call? Even if it... I mean, we really like the three of us to talk to him, not just not just me. I, I would rather have him, instead of a taped interview, with possibly all three of us could talk to him. Yeah. Well, I'll try and arrange that. Okay. Sure. All right, that'd be great. Now, the other cast members in the with the Wizard of Oz, who plays the Cowardly Lion? That's one of Greg's favorite parts because he played uh, that. With Jimmy Spadola, and he's from New York, and uh, <laughs> he's <laughs> he's really cute. Um, Tim Casper plays the Tin Man, and, and Tim has been with us for a couple years. He's also from New York. He just finished the national tour of Chorus Line. And Scott Willis from New York uh, is doing uh, the Straw, what, straw Man? Straw Man, yeah. Scarecrow. Okay. Scarecrow, right. Now, who, who's doing all the makeup and everything? Is this uh, this is this like the heavy duty makeup? That's oh yeah, on, yeah. For the for the Winkies and for the for the monkeys and for all of that, it requires a lot of witches. So there's a lot of makeup. Uh, Danny Windsor, who who has a makeup uh, company in California, who lives here, has been nice enough to you know provide us with uh, the stuff we need and right. in fact he just ordered more uh, I heard John I just, I just want to know when they said monkey everybody looked at me what's up with that oh, I, didn't <laughs> think what he said. I heard I heard I heard John, I heard John tried out for one of one of the monkeys and but he no, thought it was one he thought it was the band he didn't realize it was the monkey yeah. thing yeah. Now, they, of course, we, we have a lot of flying I mean uh, tomorrow morning as soon as we get the World John goes does round. every night after work, yeah. though. It's a lot of flying. <laughs> the world goes round, set uh, out. We have a company coming in from California called ZFX, and uh, they have to rig up uh, some a lot of equipment so we can fly like five different people and make the tornado work and all those right. kinds of things. No so one would ever be nice to get me up. Now, how did you how did you do the, the singing in the rain thing? How, how did you make it rain on stage? You just. Uh, it was hard. We built a rain wagon, and uh, John Dupre and the um, various people in the shop, Michael David, uh, actually built this 24-foot uh, rain wagon so that it we recirculated the water. It would it would come down and then pump be pumped back up. So it would keep on raining. Okay. And um, it's uh, it w took a lot of time to get it right. No. So I sat there, my fingers crossed every day, just hoping it would work. <laughs> <laughs> now, how, how do you how do you go about you know you do, I'm, your your crew? Have you used them for a number of years mm -hmm. now? Or okay, so you pretty much know your people and know what they can do and what they yeah. can't do. And but what happens? We use a number of uh, IATSE, which is the Stagehands Union. Uh, and then some other people as well. And as West Michigan gets, uh, um, like Van Andel Arena has opened, and there's so many events now in West Michigan, it's harder and harder to find qualified people. Right. Because you have to do it for safety purposes, because 
we're going to fly people in Wizard of Oz, you don't want them bumping into scenery and each other. So. Or like falling on the audience or something like right. that. Right. Yeah. Now, when the, the, the play, the, getting to your, the, your play that you wrote, and uh, Bill was one of the performers in this play. Yes. Now, how come he played the, the Bane guy? <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a surprise. Okay, all right, hang on. <laughs> well, now, uh, how come, is, is, how many plays have you written in your... In two. Your, your, oh, two, two? Now, have you ever performed any of your plays at the No, I'm, I'm not an actor. Oh, have, no, I, no. have, have you ever had any of your plays at the, at the front hall for Cherry Fountain? No. No, no. How, how come? I mean, they, I don't it was know. sold out. So I, just I know, but I don't know. I just uh, um, it was kind of a fluke that this one happened. I wasn't expecting it to, nor nor did I really care. It seems like another part of my life that yeah. was a long time ago. So now, can you can you just mention a few? I mean, we've we've talked about this before, but a few. I mentioned a few of the shows that you were part of as far as writing um, in well, the past. Yeah, Welcome Back, Cotter, Too Close for Comfort, Silver Spoons. Um, then I wrote something for GTE. <laughs> yeah, you and then you that was down for Josh. And then rewrote it. <laughs> and then rewrote it. You know, it's funny you think Under my duress. daughter, my daughter's a, a film editor. And so uh, she called me last week and she cut two national GTE spots. And then she had to send him to Dallas, and I said, "Don't mention my name." <laughs> <laughs> now wait, when you when you wrote these these uh, like Welcome Back, Cotter, where of course uh, uh, John Travolta became big from mm -hmm. that and everything. Now, did you um, collaborate with uh, um, I can't think of his name, the guy that played Cotter? Um, Gabe Kaplan. Gabe Kaplan. Well, Gabe, that was his, his character was, originally, basically. It was he and a fellow named Eric Cohn created the show. And Gabe uh, tried to influence a lot of power. And uh, at, at a point, I think the network felt that the kids were the show right. more than Cotter. Yeah. And so they paid him $32,500 to stay home and not come to the show. Oh. The last year he wasn't in the show. His wife kind of played Cotter. So at times, uh, you know, he was a difficult guy. And, uh, well, that explains why he's not working today. <laughs> and Travolta, I, I remember he would show up. You'd see him sitting in his car at 5 in the morning uh, learning uh, the lines for Saturday Night Fever. Uh -huh. And when he was done, you know, at 7 o'clock at night, he'd go and do five hours of dance rehearsals. Okay. I mean, he was a real committed guy, very nice. Of, of all of them, he was definitely the nicest. Okay, all right. Now, what about uh, Ricky Schroeder? Did you ever get a chance to did you meet, talk to him yeah. much on Silver it's, Spoons? It's Rick. It's Rick, I'm sorry, yeah, Rick, Rick Schroeder. Rick. Yeah, sorry. He it was Ricky told, then, now it's Rick, yes, right? Yes, when I went to that show, I said Ricky, and he says, it's Rick. <laughs> no, he's a nice enough guy. Yeah. I mean, as all the people that you've met, all the stars and celebrities supposedly that you've met, because we were trying to pass ourselves off as celebrities at the uh, yeah, right. uh, subway the other day. Anyway, <laughs> and all, the, all, the, all the celebrities that you've met in your lifetime, and what what stands out, I and mean, which which one stands out the most? Oh boy! Or just name a few that stand out the most. Um, I don't. The the most fun. Uh, was for was writing some things in variety television for um, Danny Thomas and uh, 
uh, Sid Caesar, uh, only because when I was growing up, they were the stars of television. So when they walked in and producer would say, you've got to write something for them, that was the most ex exciting time. Uh, but certainly the, the nicest would be probably Travolta and Ted Knight. Ted Knight was uh, a wonderful guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah terrific. Now, did you write for that, that show too? Yeah. You did? Yeah. Now, um, um, Ted passed away about how many, it's been quite a few years. Well, now. the show had been uh, picked up, this was too close for comfort, for right. another two years. And uh, I remember on a Wednesday it was picked up, but on a Thursday we all went to have lunch and then he went to the doctor for his annual checkup for insurance purposes and they found uh, cancer and he was gone in six weeks. And uh, so, you know, it was, uh, uh, he was, everybody liked him so right. much. It, it just happened so quickly. It has, has to be almost 15 years ago, yeah, I would Was say. that the, the last television show you worked on, or, or no? No, then I... Oh, Silver Spoons was it, was that? No. Silver Spoons was yeah. after that, and then I I worked for Grant Tinker for a couple years, and we did several pilots. We did a, a short-lived series with Dick Van Dyke uh, about coming back to his hometown where his son owned a summer stock theater. Okay. And, uh, and then a couple other pilots... Okay. Uh, okay. I'm just going to give you a note past here to me. Um, as far as to go back to Ted Knight again, it's Mary Tyler Moore show, of course, is where he, he got his... Is that where he pretty much got his yeah, start? Yeah, I think he... what happened was there was a guy, and I can't remember his name, on, on Los Angeles television who had white hair, uh, Jerry Dumphy, and uh, he was kind of an old-time newscaster, and he was kind of kind of dumb and vain yeah, and, yeah. and uh, um, they didn't know that that's what they wanted but Ted Knight walked in and he did Jerry Dumphy so they changed the character and made it that character okay all right now I that was one of my favorite shows too he played a, he played an, an artist a comic strip artist in the in the that was too close for too comfort. close for comfort yeah yeah and uh, play the news guy, and, and it was always it was always fun to watch him because it, how true how, you you've been around a lot of uh, TV news and that stuff. How true is that to life as far as the anchor guy being being that way? Oh, I maybe not so much now, yeah. but I think every city had that guy. Yeah, had a guy who uh, been around too long, but the public likes him so much. Yeah that they last and i know in chicago you see it la you see it um you know now i think those positions are more glamorous and yeah, they yeah. they're looking for somebody who's prettier yeah. and and uh um you know will appeal to a younger audience so obviously we we don't have a chance here that's guys. why we're doing that's why we're, that's, that's why we're doing radio yeah obviously we don't have a chance well, thank you, Neil, very much. And oh, uh, did you. You have, do you have any 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 uh, favorite Elvis songs you want to sing with us before you? No, end? no, I don't. Uh, I it, it gets Toto very upset. <laughs> <laughs> so in fact, I had to shield his ears when you were playing Elvis before because <laughs> I don't brings back. I suppose he memories. Memories, yeah. <laughs> yeah, how a dog might get him upset. Dog. <laughs> <laughs> now, does Toto speak on command? No. 
No. no okay. No, I thought we could get a little, no, a little pet, gonna stupid speak? pet trick here. You're going to speak? Huh? Are you going to lick the microphone? I'm just going to sniff the mic and see if it's another, <laughs> another, <laughs> another dog. Don't have him lick my microphone. Thank you, Neil. Thank you, Neil. Yeah, thanks, Neil. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot. Neil Rolls. And uh, we're going to hear uh, some more from Lee. Now, Greg, are you going to uh, sing a song first? Uh, tonight. No, I'm going to sing tonight. I'm going to save all, everything for tonight. Oh, down yeah. at Wreckage, downtown at Grill. Okay, Neil, I had to, had to turn the mic up with you. I had to turn it down. But anyway. Okay, uh, you're, right not, you're not coming out. One Elvis tune.